Hello, this is the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast, and I'm your host, Jill Weber. So um, I'm here at home <laughs> with yeah. Greg, who is also at his home. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just thought um, it would be good in this extraordinary moment of life on our planet to do a special OMS podcast. So I asked Pete if he had some time to have a little chat with me. So Pete, t- let's let's talk for a couple of minutes. This is a unique season that we find ourselves in. It, it really is. I'm always nervous of the big language, historic, unprecedented, but it actually is by any measure an unprecedented season. And, you know, my sense is that the OMS is more important, more valuable. Uh, anything that helps us center ourselves at a time of such chaos and helps us stay focused on mission at a time of great temptation to selfishness is incredibly important. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an extraordinary time. Everything is changing, and so quickly. Uh, wherever, you, wherever you're listening, anywhere in the world, I know that's true. I think one of the things that's interesting for me, I was talking with a friend about it yesterday. I just thought, you know, starting probably about a month ago and heading into the next few months, we're heading into a global communal experience. You know, this is, this is going to touch everybody on, on, well, I mean, hopefully it won't touch everybody, everybody, you know what I mean though? There's this common yeah. experience of, yeah. of social distancing, social isolation, uh, loss and lament and um, just this great shaking. And so, so, so we're just going, we're all going through it together right now. It's a, it's a yeah. common experience. So, and I guess, I guess my wonderings at this time, I've been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of praying as many others have. And, and, and I guess my question to myself is, you know, how might this time of great desolation and how might this time of disintegration and even isolation be also a time of invitation? So in the midst of, I know that you were, you gave a great talk at church on Sunday about what the enemy, you know, wants for evil for us, the Lord mm-hmm. will use for good. And so, so I think, you know, I think it's important for us to think about, you know, it, it, it takes no discernment to figure out what the world, the flesh and the devil are doing. You know, the right. discernment comes from what's God doing. Right. What's what's God up to? So, um, yeah. So, so talk to me about what invitation you see in the midst of all the other. Well, you know, I just keep coming back to that very familiar motif that um, you know the Chinese character for 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 crisis is is danger and opportunity. Those two uh, fused. And this is a, a very dangerous opportunity. I think it's important to say right at the start, we mustn't, you know, because I think some people are almost excited about the crisis. I think that's quite troubling because eventually we're all going to be confronted with the sheer tragedy of what's happening. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very important to be um, real about the sheer danger of, 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 of this moment where, um, you know, hospitals are, are already not coping uh you know everyone's going to be affected by by, by bereavement so 
the danger is real. And I don't for a single second in saying what I'm about to say want to gloss over that. I think we need to be weeping and grieving with those who grieve and sober. But it is, you're right, Jill, an invitation. Uh, It is an extraordinary, unprecedented opportunity. As people are asking ultimate questions suddenly, everything's getting stripped away. People can't go and, you know, shop and, and, uh, you know, engage with the distraction, you know, techniques that that are normal. And I, I do think we've got a limited window. I think what will happen is that this season of isolation will continue for a long time, uh, around the world. And that actually people will start to develop their own new coping mechanisms. But we're at a time of disruption now. I keep thinking of the pool of Siloam where, you know, when the waters were stirred, you had the first one in got healed. There's a sense of the stirring of the waters right now and an urgency and opportunity, um, which I think is incredibly uh, exciting. And, um, you know, I just thank God for the community that we have and, and for the call that we have, the clarity that things like the OMS bring us. What about you? What do you? Where do you see the invitations? Well, I think we've been invited. I think as Jesus is is renewing that invitation to go into your room and close the door, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, so, so I, I see that as the invitation. I think yeah. um, part of the invitation as well for those of us who've been just um, life can become routine, and um, um, and routines can become ruts. And, and so all of a sudden, everything is shaken. And it's almost like um, one of the senses that I was getting was, you know, the, the, the decks just being cleared, you know, and, and, um, and it's, I think, I think the invitation for us in the OMS is, you know, we've been, we've been really growing in the last couple of years. We're widely dispersed. And I think that actually we've been strategically positioned um, yeah. not, not completely globally, but we do have a, a really far reach and we're almost on every continent, uh, about a membership of about 250. We've got 80 candidates coming through and, um, yeah, I just, I think part of the invitation, I was meditating on Isaiah 54 this morning, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch the tent curtains. Why do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. So you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. So I was, I was just kind of amusing that I was thinking around, you know, stretching wide. This isn't. It'd be a time for us. It would be so tempting to contract in on ourselves, in our hearts, and in our lives. And I think the the invitation of the Lord is stretch your heart wide. You know, enter into the grief and loss of others. Enter into the gospel opportunity that this moment is pregnant with. And I think. Um, and I was thinking about, I'm like, Lord, the, the cords and the stakes, I think, I think lengthening those, those connections, we've got this international network and we're, we're staked in, we're rooted, we're grounded in prayer. And uh, I think the invitation is to continue to strengthen those things, yeah. the, the network yeah. and, the, and the prayer. Yeah, it's like, I've got a friend who's a, you know, she was a professional ballet dancer and uh, she, I mean, she danced the Royal Ballet, so she was at the top of her game. And then eventually she had to retire. I mean, she's, like, she's still like super elegant and whatever, and she's only in her early 30s and a, a young mum. But 
when I watch her, like just making a cup of coffee or sitting down on a couch or probably just taking the, the, the trash out, there is just this deep elegance. It's like everything she does is choreographed and she's not putting it on. So the years and years and years of, of training, setting muscle memory, now reflected in everything she does. And for me, I think the rule of life, you know, the, the OMS brings that. In a time of chaos, we almost don't have time to sit down and go, how now shall I live? Because I don't know about you, I'm just, I mean, this is about my seventh, you know, Zoom call of the day so far. And, you know, just things are crazy busy. And, and actually... The OMS gives shape and, and, and a choreography to how we carry ourselves and conduct ourselves at a time where a lot of people are hunching in and are frightened. Um, so it, it is a powerful invitation. And I'm so glad that we've got these, these three sort of points to navigate by, which are, are truer than ever, true to Christ, kind to people, and the gospel to the nations. I mean, it... it Never, never made more sense than it does now. Yes, that's true. Let, let's just take a couple of moments together to, to, to explore the question. So, what's what's our unique contribution in in right. this season? Um, every member of the OMS is embedded in their own local country, their own local community. They're they're deployed there in their local context. And so, what what's our unique contribution? How can we? serve um how can we love and serve the church in this season and how can we love and serve the world well uh, I, let, let's just look at those the, the uh, our three sort of core vows first of all this the vision is jesus you know this true to christ peace I, I think the potential for distraction and overcomplication right now is massive and that's just pulling people back. Fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. In other words, we believe that this crisis will perfect. It will help refine our faith. And I think that is something just in casual conversations with, with, with people um, in my exchange exchanges through the day, even if they're digital, that calling people back to Jesus. And then uh, the kindness piece is always the one, I don't know about you, Jill, it's always the one that challenges me the most. Uh, and I think in this season, that is definitely one of our great contributions, you know, to, 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 to go the extra mile. And I'm kind of enjoying the challenge of that. What does it look like practically to be kind in this season? It's slightly different. Um, but there is enormous, I mean, enormous scope uh, to, 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 um, to, to be kind. But, you know, if you're locked up somewhere with someone, to be kind to them. I mean, let's be honest, as the weeks roll out, it's going to get harder, not easier to, to be kind to one another. But also to be kind to our neighbours. We're seeing, um, you know, we, we, uh, Louise Yegnazar, a member of our church, you know, put notes i know lots of people have done this through through through, through all the doors that people in the street another couple the bennett's they did the same thing they said there are 60 houses in their street and within hours 20 of them had come back saying um thank you for getting in touch you know it's good to feel connected so i think this just taking initiative with kindness and then the gospel to the nations i've i've 
spent the best part of the last 25 years studying revivals and awakening. And I, I, one of the things I discovered was the sociology of it, which most of the books don't talk about. They're very Gnostic. It's just, you know, pray lots and then sort of this shimmery glory thing will come down. <laughs> and, and, and they almost don't want, when I talk about the sociology of it, I think they almost feel it's an, an unbelief thing. You know, it was gen- not generated by God, but by man. But, you know, if you look at, say, I, I could, you could pick any, any one of them, but let's just take Azusa Street. Uh, you know, what a lot of people don't know is there was a massive earthquake that shot, shook Los Angeles just before that. Everyone was literally shaken. Oh. Uh, if you take um, the Hebridean Awakening, you, you know, which was 1949 to 1953, they had lost a disproportionate number of people in the Second World War. They had all attended too many funerals. Eternity felt very close. So you always can find these sociological triggers that destable normality. And read, read the Old Testament. The people of God never do well with normality. <laughs> We're always best in a crisis. Uh, and, and so what that doesn't mean is that this current crisis is an inevitable forerunner of global awakening. It does not mean that. It could be the absolute opposite. We are heading into global recession. That is very bad news if you believe in the renewal of all things. But... It does mean that if the people of God, and this is where judgment begins for the house of the Lord, will actually step up to the mark, pray, prioritize Christ, be kind, and preach the gospel at this time, we have a, an opportunity, a, a window, a, a kind of a, a break in the space-time continuum where gospel seeds can be planted. And so I do think that the, the, the missional opportunity of this moment, we had more people there online church service than we would at our normal church service on Sunday. Um, people are open to prayer. Our lecture devotional based around the OMS values. Uh, you know, I just heard this morning that there's a lot of people, not even Christians yet, who are starting to use it. Uh, I heard from a palliative care nurse who said, my moment of solitude and silence and peace at the start of each day is lecture before I go in and deal with massive trauma so uh, i i look at the three practices and think yes and amen more than ever to all of them and i think our contribution probably you know is, is particularly around the realm of expressing the kindness of christ missionally at this time that's wonderful i uh, I, I one thing that i've been thinking about as well to add to that i think that um i think there's some some how we've been growing in our own understanding of what does it mean to be new monastic? So just regular mm. people in their ordinary life, living out a life that is governed by some shared commitments and some shapes and some structures and, and some spiritual practices. And, and I think we can, an area where we can help right now is, is we've got lots of folks, all of a sudden everything that shaped and brought structure to their lives is gone. Yeah. Is just gone. And so I think that there's this opportunity for us in, in, our, in our various circles to say, well, actually, there are other ways that we can shape our lives, right? We've been yeah. shaped. And, um, and so even helping uh, regular people in our congregations think through what, what could be a, a simple rule of life you yeah. know, that, that we could use just in, in the next three weeks when our family's in isolation together. Are there some simple... Um, values and relational touch points and practices that we can do as a family 
to yeah. hold Jesus at the center of our home and, and essentially to help us not just lie on the couch in our pajamas watching Netflix until it all passes by. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think there's things that we can do to help with that too. And, and I'm excited about opportunities to serve our churches in that regard. I, you know, I think yes. sometimes when we, Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, I think you're right. The, the, the monastic thing, it's so fascinating that uh, who would have thought a month ago, two months ago, that we'd be in a position where our governments would be mandating and our police in many countries would be enforcing the spiritual disciplines of silence, solitude, and simplicity. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's unthinkable. We mustn't be too smug about it, but, you know, I mean, we, we've all been going through John Mark Homer's uh, book about unhurrying our lives. And I think a lot of people are saying, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then suddenly it's sort of like, uh, well, maybe this really was a word from God preparing you for, for, for this season. So I've been remi- reminded a lot, this is to your point about monasticism, of that lovely, the desert father who said, go to your cell, you know, and your cell will teach you all things. And suddenly it's like we are all confined to our cell. And it, it's knowing how to hear from God, how to encounter God, how to pray in that, in, in that space. So I want to talk about prayer for a moment, and I really want to sort of just challenge our members in the order in this season. I think we've, we've you know, we all kind of live by a rule of life, and, and this fall we set up our OMS intercessions and our prayer list, which enabled us in our own prayer time yeah. to pray through the order. Um, of course, hopefully most of us are using Lectio 365 every day, sort of Amen, as, a, as, as a daily, you know, touch point. Um, but I, we felt that this time it was important to call us to some corporate prayer. I think when we, when we, you know, for facing, if we are facing a spirit of isolation, you know, I think God can call us to our room and Satan can send us to our room. Although I think, I think, you know, the, the dumbest thing that Satan could do is lock a whole bunch of intercessors in a room by themselves. I mean, that's obviously not going to work well for him, but, um, you know, but I, I think there's something about coming together and gathering in prayer. And so, so we're yeah. actually, we're going to launch probably in the next day or two, um, two times of prayer a day where members of the order can come together. They're going to be all hosted by different members of different communities in the order. So we've got, we've got awesome. prayer hosts from eight different countries wow. um, and, and we'll have two touch points a day. So we're just really encouraging, you know, just inviting all the membership you know, if, if, if we are kind of in an enclosed time, perhaps the invitation to some of us is what, what would an experiment in fixed hour prayer look like, you know, yeah. in corporate times. And, and so what would it look like to pray once a day with other members of the order? What would it look like to sign up to a virtual prayer room that many countries are, are running these seasons of 24 seven prayer in your, in your country or even na- internationally? And, and then yeah. maybe what would be one corporate prayer time with your family if if your family or connect that's with good. your friends as signals, um, yeah. singles. So so I think that's something for us to think about. You know what? Well, I I think for us to strongly consider. Let's use this time to pray and use this time to serve in whatever capacity. And 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 I think it's those small acts. It's like a drip feeding of random kindness. Anyway, there's mm. lots of opportunity in the midst of all of this. Pete, can you can you pray for us into this season of, of opportunity now? Can you finish us off with a prayer? Yeah, I, I, just just a thought. You know, maybe this is from the Lord, a little picture for for, for someone. But um, 
we we planted a rose in our garden last last year, and um, it, when we've had very heavy, heavy, heavy uh, rains in the in the UK, as you know, Jill, and um, I, I, I had to go out and, and and strengthen the trellis, and I know you've preached on this, Jill, but the 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 rule of life is is the trellis, right? It is the it is the framework. I believe in a storm we need a, a strong trellis um, if, if the beauty is to come through. I don't think it's automatic. I think, I think just setting ourselves adrift on the, on the great seas at this time is not a, a, a good idea. So um, let's just pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are utterly faithful. We thank you that whilst everyone is going through this crisis, we do so with you and in you and for you. We pray, Lord, that for each one of us, this would be a time where we are transformed into your likeness. We pray, Lord, that you would draw us into a deeper space with you, that you would truly draw us into our cell and that you would speak to us and teach us and form us in that place. And Lord, we pray too in the spirit of Zinzendorf that we would be a missional people at this time, that we wouldn't just hide away, <coughs> excuse me, and pray a lot, but that we would uh, continually be feeling the apostolic urgency of sharing the good news and showing your love in whatever way we can. And so, Lord, for such a time as this, you have raised us up. Make us worthy of the hour for your glory, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Order of the Mustard Seed podcast. For more information about the order, you can find us at orderofthemustardseed.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. May God grant us grace as we follow his invitations to be true and to be kind and to go.